This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Bitter about this, but Gabe Morales ruining an outstanding night of baseball. I'll give you a little instant reaction to this classic, and it was between the L.A. Dodgers and the San Francisco Giants. Game 5, NLDS. Look, Wilmer Flores was likely not going to get a big hit against Max Scherzer. Uh, he was 0 for 17 with eight strikeouts against Max in his career. Max was going to be ahead of the count, one and two. There's a really good chance that Wilmer Flores was going to strike out anyway. Really good chance. Or maybe weak ground ball to second base. The odds of Wilmer pulling off my tweet of hitting a walk-off home run against Max Scherzer was very, very unlikely. But as we all go to sleep tonight, not as a Giant fan. If you're a Giant fan, you're not sleeping tonight. But as a baseball fan, you're left to wonder, what if? What could have happened? And that's why tonight was a great night of baseball, and it was. And I'll go through a little bit of this game, but it sort of feels ruined. It sort of feels like we got gypped off a real ending because Wilmer Flores did not come even close to swinging on that 0-2 pitch. Now, I get it that over the years... The check swing call, umpires have become much more aggressive in calling, yes, he swung. We've seen a lot of that over the last few years, and I've almost grown to accept it, that one that would be called a non-swing 15 years ago is now being called a swing in 2021. I do get that. This was not close. I mean, this, this wasn't debatable. And it just sucks. It sucks that that's the way this game ended. Now, as far as the rest of this game is concerned, it also annoys me that the L.A. Dodgers, who decide, hey, let's just get really, really cute. Let's start Corey Kniebel. Let's use Brewster Gratterall in the second inning. Let's save Julio Urias, who had this outstanding regular season. Let's use him as the, quote, bulk guy. And I hate that term. So it sucks that the Dodgers, who went with this strategy... I'm not going to say it worked. It didn't backfire. I mean, obviously, though Kniebel got into trouble early when he gave up that double to Buster Posey, he didn't give up a run. Grotterall, same thing. Put a couple of guys on base, didn't give up a run. So in that aspect, it worked. Urias was good, but you only got four innings out of him. And I'm convinced that if you start him as opposed to using him in the third inning, I don't know. I think it unfolds a little bit differently. Maybe he pitches deeper into this game. I know they didn't pinch hit for him or anything like that, 
But I think once you get to the seventh inning, the thought Dave Roberts had was, well, I've got Blake Trinan, I've got Kenley Jansen, I've got Max Scherzer. Well, why not start Urias? Why not let him start the game? But whatever, this is the uh, world we live in. So I was hoping, just as a baseball fan, that the decision of let me open with Kniebel and then eventually Gratterall would just backfire, and that's how the Dodgers would lose this game. Kind of like how last year's World Series pretty much ended when Kevin Cash got too cute, even though Kevin Cash was doing something he'd always done, which is pulling Blake Snell incredibly early. So justice was not served tonight because on the other side, as new school as Gabe Kapler is, Gabe Kapler let Logan Webb pitch. And how brilliant was Logan Webb? This guy was outstanding. He was great all season long and was unbelievable during this postseason series against the L.A. Dodgers. And it sucked he wasn't able to get a win. It sucks the Giants weren't able to figure out Kniebel and Grotto Rawl. And for the most part, Urias, outside of that Darren Ruff bomb of a home run. But we really saw that heavyweight battle between the two best teams in Major League Baseball. Even though it still amazes me that the San Francisco Giants got to this point. But great pitching. There was outstanding defense throughout this series, even though Justin Turner's error in the ninth inning kind of opened things up for craziness. But what really sucked is if you go back to early in this game, when the Dodgers started Corey Kniebel, Tommy LaStella gave one a ride right out of the gate. Darren Ruff hit a ball that is probably a home run in most ballparks. Buster Posey rips that double. Like, they were hitting him well. And then, unfortunately for the Giants, Brandon Crawford ends up striking out. On the Logan Webb end of things, outside of Mookie Betts, I mean, he was mowing everybody down, getting ground ball after ground ball after ground ball and strikeout. But boy, did Mookie show up. He goes four for four in this game. That initial run the Dodgers scored in the sixth inning occurs after, remember, he steals second base, and then Seager comes through with that RBI double. And then obviously the ninth inning, they finally got to Camilo Duval, who's been this incredible arm over the last few months for the San Francisco Giants. And look, the Dodgers kind of just reminded you how battle-tested they are. I mean, Cody Bellinger had this garbage of a season, just a terrible, terrible season. And yet in the biggest moment, tie game, ninth inning, behind in the count one and two against the tough customer, he rips that RBI single. So give Cody credit, give the Dodgers credit. Look, they are, they're champions. As much as I dislike the strategy of this, they are winners. They are. And they've got a lineup that is just so used to it. We saw what Chris Taylor did in the wild card game. You know, Justin Turner is usually so awesome in the postseason. He didn't hit at all in this series. He obviously made that big error in the ninth inning. So you have to expect he's going to be a lot better for the next round. Corey Seager should get hot for the next round, and it looks like he may have with that RBI double he had in the sixth inning. Mookie Betts, we know how good he can be. Look, the Dodgers, and I know this is tough to say after you see 162 games and then this five-game series, it's tough to say that the Dodgers are clearly a better team because, look, the Giants were better than them in the regular season by one game. Their season series was almost even, and this game five came down to the wire. But you look at this talent, I mean, the Dodgers are loaded. I think we all know that. I think what's going to be really interesting about this giant team is that, and I've said this on the air before about them, 
they feel like just a fluky veteran team that had so many guys have career seasons. And Gabe Kapler, every button he pressed seemed to work. You have to wonder if that's going to happen again. That's why if you're a Giant fan, this was your shot. Now, granted, they have won three championships, so it's tough to feel too bad for them. But this doesn't feel like a team that's sustainable, with all due respect. I mean, Kevin Gaussman has a great year. Guy's been around forever. You know, Evan Longoria is late in his career. We know what Wilmer Flores is. Mike Yastrzemski was terrible this year. Chris Bryant's a free agent. Who knows what happens to him? Brandon Crawford's had a career year. Buster Posey had a renaissance. Darren Ruff wasn't even in Major League Baseball the last few years. I think I was dating my now wife. And when Darren Ruff was on the Phillies, we used to make this really corny joke that Dudley, our dog, uh, his favorite player is Darren Ruff. I mean, it was the lamest, corniest joke, but that feels like it was like six years ago. So I think this was a flash in the pan kind of year for the San Francisco Giants, which is why it's probably even more painful to take a loss like this. And now we have no choice. If you are a Met fan and you are a Yankee fan, and I assume most people listening to this podcast are, I think we're all pretty miserable. Now, much more so if you're a Yankee fan, because I get it. The Houston Astros are the cheating bastards that kept you from getting to the World Series in 2017. F.L. Tuve and all that. And we know about the deep-seated hatred with the Atlanta Braves. So I get up the Atlanta Braves, the Boston Red Sox. So I get it. I get that the Yankee fan has this horrific situation for the ALCS. I am not telling you our situation is the same, but if you're a Met fan... This is another brutal Dodger Brave NLCS. No Met fans rooting for the Braves. And you really like rooting for the LA Dodgers? Team that's in the World Series just about every single year? I mean, I'm going to root for the Dodgers. I'll tell you that right now. (laughs) Yes. That's the world I'm headed towards. There's no way I'm rooting for the Braves. Which is part of why I wanted the Giants to win this thing so bad tonight. So, I mean, here we are. The final four. Four teams that Yankee fans and Met fans probably don't like very much. But hell of a game tonight. It was a great night for baseball that unfortunately may have been ruined by an atrocious call by first base umpire Gabe Morales on that Wilmer Flores swing, non-swing. Hell of a game. I'll tell you, Dave Roberts, though, left himself real open for criticism. And I'm not even talking about the opener thing because Dave admitted before the game it wasn't his call. It came from the, quote, tippy, tippy top. But a couple of things about this. Kniebel gets your first inning. He likes the matchups in the second. That's why he goes to Gratterall. I wouldn't have effed around. I would have gone to Urias right then and there. He only asks for four innings from Urias. Then Blake Trinan comes into the game, doesn't even double switch him. Blake Trinan looked absolutely unhittable. Only asks for one inning out of him. Only asks for one inning out of Kenley Jansen. And then Max Scherzer pitches the ninth. Now, obviously, Max on in this game with a lead, but he was coming in either way. Even if the Dodgers don't score a run in the ninth inning, Max is pitching. And so if you use Scherzer and figure, you know, how much of Max can you really use on that short arrest? You've basically used all the guys in your bullpen that you trust. You're left with, I guess, Gonsolin, Bickford, Vessia, Price. I mean, these are not the guys that you really want to hand the ball to. So in a weird way, Dave Roberts wasn't 
allowing some of his better arms to get more outs. But look, he won. I mean, so the criticism all goes away. And the L.A. Dodgers are going back to the National League Championship Series. I'll leave you with this because I do find this really interesting. Last year, we had this bizarre, you want to call it fugazi of a season in 2020. Well, the final four teams last year, well, it was the Braves against the Dodgers and it was the Rays against the Astros. We have gotten 75% of that. If Tampa Bay would have come back, they didn't. We could have had complete rematches of a year ago. So I don't know if this makes anyone else feel this way. But we are now a year removed from the most bizarre baseball season of our lifetimes. And while the regular season felt weird and fugazi, and I don't think we'll ever take those stats seriously, I think this only confirms the postseason was absolutely legit. Because after 162 games and no wild card round, a wild card game, and a best of five, we're pretty much set up with the same final four as a year ago, obviously the Red Sox instead of the Rays. If anything, I think it just adds validity to what we saw in the postseason in 2020. Either way, thank you for listening to this short, really, really late night or really, really morning edition of the Evan Roberts podcast, Instant Reaction, Dodgers, Giants.